0: her, her pain is so bad, I feel like you need the doctor to help, amen. So I texted him yesterday and I said, you know, her pain is just unbearable and she, and uh, and so uh, he called her in something else yesterday evening late. Our Walgreens and Elkin had already closed, but Willsboro has got a 24-hour Walgreens and I didn't know that. And so I traveled up there last night to get that. And uh, so she slept some, she slept a little well, I better last night. And so I Ask you to continue praying for her as she heals. You know, I, I'm grateful for the doctors that they are, uh, the wisdom that they have, that God has given them that that they can do that. Take a heart out, take a brain. You know, do the brains things that they do, and uh, it's amazing what doctors can do, brother. It really is. But I don't care what the doctors does; it takes God to heal somebody. Amen. It takes the Lord to do the healing, and so I praise the Lord for that. And so we ask Him for healing for our the pastor. And we ask Him. For healing for Miss Cindy and for you many as well that are dealing with those things that God can do the healing and I know He can and I praise the Lord for that. Why don't you take your Bibles this morning to the book of First Corinthians and I'll begin there but as you turn in there I do want to give you an update and and, and I don't want to go long on this. I get excited about what the Lord's doing Amen. especially in the prisons and I get to talking so much about it. And uh, uh, But God has really been blessing in our prisons. He really has. I told the pastor and the brother that uh, ever since uh, we, we begin going back into the prisons, it seems like the inmates have had such a hunger and a thirst are trying to uh, get into our services that we've had so many people come that we've had to, they, they have, I haven't, I, I let everybody come, uh, that they've had to turn a lot of men uh, back to the shell because there's just no room to put them in the chapel service. And so that is a wonderful uh, thing to, as far as having so many wanting to come I, I hate it that we're not able to accommodate everybody in the places that they put us sometimes, and so we're only limited in uh, what we're doing. Uh, I was at prison down in Sampson, <clears throat> so there was uh, in the three-day meet there, we had 235 come to our services and had 10 saved in that. And then we was at Pender, and Pender, uh, Pender, they had given us a uh, the chapel, and the chapel only hold 100 people, and so uh, once we filled up with 100, they had to send them back. And so when they're sending back 50 plus people back to the dorms it'll break your heart to see those men that wanted to come how many of those uh that god was spoke to their heart but god knows that and I, and I tell the men you know when they come and sometimes they get mad because they don't let them in and, and i try to tell them this listen god knows your heart god knows your desire that you wanted to come to be there and that you have that want to and uh, so, don't get this this hard. Don't get this, this don't get mad because they send you back. Uh, realizing that God knows all about that. And, and we had a great meeting there at Pender. Uh, in, in matter of fact, when we were preaching, I, I was preaching one night. Other brothers was preaching other nights. And in the middle of the service, uh, in the middle of the sermon, folks were getting up coming. And get saved, and and I praise the Lord for that. So I'm mm-hmm. grateful that the Lord's working there. I saw 25 saved at that prison, mm-hmm. and and you know you say, what's what's that mean for us here in, in Tennessee? What's that mean for us here in, in, at, at Mountain View? That means that God has added that to your account. Amen. And uh right. also not because I desire to give, but desire to fruit that may abound to your account. In other words, every time Brother house or Brother Hurley or the missionary sees a soul saved, thank God. Uh, thank God that God that God does a great work there, and He adds it that into your account, and, and I praise the Lord for that. And then we was over at uh, the Fulton County Jail, and I praise the Lord for that at the Fulton County Jail. Uh, jail there in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, if you ain't never been to Atlanta, Georgia, I say don't 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 go, don't go. I'll tell you, that's a rough place. It really is. And so continue praying uh, for that and that that need there, and I'll uh, ask God to meet there. And, uh, but we was at the Fulton County Jail. Now, when I, when I went to the Fulton County Jail, I thought they might have been 100 or 200 men at the county jail. I didn't know how many was there. And when I got to the Fulton County Jail, I found out there were 3,000 men in the jail. 3,000. I thought to myself, Lord, 3,000 men. And, uh, and, and, and that, that amazed me. So we saw folks get slaved there. And then we was just at the Hornet Correctional. And at the Hornet Correctional, we had a gymnasium that we were able to go to. And uh, we had almost 200 men come every night to service, almost 200. Mm -hmm. And that's where the one that we have so many people come around us to ask to to get saved. And in that meeting, we saw uh, 22 get saved by the good grace of God. And so I rejoice in that. I want you to pray for us. We're we're ahead of leaving this week. We're going to Davidson Correctional in Lexington. And then after that, we'll come back to them. They're opening a lot in Blandon, Virginia. And I'm going to cross the line over in Blandon, Virginia, up 77. And... uh, uh, up 81 and I'll be going up there to Bland, Virginia and I'll go to that meeting and then down back down toward Monroe Action Anson Correctional and then Richmond uh, Correctional and so uh, it's very busy and I'm, and I'm excited about that. I rejoice in what the Lord's doing. I, I, I like to say and I probably said it to you before I, and I don't know who said it uh, but I like it and here's what it said. I wrote it down. It, it said this. It says I'm only one but I am one. I cannot do everything but I can do something. Yeah. What I can, or what I can do, I ought to do, and what I ought to do by the grace of God, I will do. And so, all Brother Halskin can do is what I can do, and I, and what I can do is do what God will allow me to do, and and I'm going to do that for the glory of God. Before we look at this, for I wanted, to, I want real quickly. And this is the first church I've been able been able to tell it to. That when I was at uh, when I was over at the last prison, I was at the Harney. The inmates had just got their tablets about a month ago. All of them was new, it was new to all of them, new to all of the officials. And so I asked the fellow that was leading us around, I said, reckon Rock of Ages Ministry is on that tablet? He said, "I nah, I doubt it. I said, well, is there any way we can get an inmate to come and, and just let me look and see on his tablet? Let him do it, I won't touch it, let him do it. And so we got an inmate to come over, he had this tablet, nice tablet, nice thing, it had a real nice cover around that thing. <clears throat> about that big and I said, sir, can you look and see if Rock of Ages is on that tablet and so he went on the platform that I told you last time and uh, he has to put in a password his username and a password and it comes up and it has all kind of categories at the top, educational it uh, has uh, spiritual and things like that, I said, hit the spiritual we'll see about that, so he hit the spiritual plank, and I said, put in, the, uh, put in the search, Rock of Ages ministry, he said, okay when he put in Rock of Ages' ministry, it dropped down 25 of the things that we sent to them some time ago, preaching, and also what we call our character under construction classes where we teach teaching schools and things like that, and 25 of those things popped up on his tablet. And I thought I was gonna have a fit, amen. <laughs> and, and, and because you don't understand, two years of trying every way we knew possible to get something down on that tablet so them men can listen and can hear the preaching of the Word of God, and there it was, and there it was. Amen. And I'm telling you, I was so excited. I started telling people about it. I started, I let the inmates in the services, I would announce it, and uh, they said, Preacher, we're, we're watching it, we're seeing it, and, uh, and I want you to continue praying about that, that, that the Lord allowed us to continue downloading or uploading stuff onto that. Tablet uh, that them men can hear. We have men that come and that the, those that could not come or didn't come uh, They said preacher they're back in the unit and they're listening uh, to you preach on there And I had one of my other brothers of our ministry had some uh, That they're on there preaching and teaching And so I don't know if that does anything for you or not But I'm going to tell you brother Halston that excites me something Amen. unreal And uh, it was a real blessing in my heart And I praise the good Lord for that <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 this morning. I'm going to look at two verses of Scripture here, and then I'm going to probably look at a couple more in different places, but I want to I want to give you a thought this morning that I hope to be a help and a blessing to you, uh, and something that uh, not just some of us has to deal with, not just this side deals with it and this side don't deal with it, but I, I feel like it's something that, or I don't feel like I know it's something that every single one of us here from the youngest to the oldest, we have to deal with what I'm gonna talk about this morning. And the subject is on sin, S-I-N. And we all have to deal with that. Uh, Listen, there is not a one here this morning that is perfect, somebody say amen. Amen. We've all messed up, we all do wrong. I don't care how saved you are, I don't care how long you've been saved, there's times every single day that we have to ask God, to forgive us of the things that we do or the things that we say, and we all have to deal with that. Some people think they live in perfection. Some people feel like they never do wrong. Friend, listen, you're fooling yourself because we all find ourselves in the position uh, where we don't do what we ought to do, and we'll look at a verse in James about that as well. Uh, But I thought about something that I have to be reminded of in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse number 19 and 20 that we have to be reminded of and, and, and realize who do we belong to? Who, 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 is, who is supposed to control our lives in, 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 this, in, our, in our day and time? And, and he tells us here in verse number 19 and verse number 20 of 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. Notice what the, the Bible said in verse number 19. Ask the question, what? No. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of gods? And notice this now. And ye are not your own. Verse 24, you are bought with a price, and aren't you glad for that? I'm grateful, thank God, that I've been bought with a price, and I'm grateful for that. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, Now, notice this, which are God's. And so we can rejoice in that. And there's times that Brother Harrison has to be reminded of that uh, sometime on a daily uh, basis to realize... Who do I belong to? I belong to the king. Listen, I don't belong to the devil no longer. Thank God I got saved in 1981. And now I'm a child of the king. Now I'm saved by the grace of God. And I rejoice in that. So who do I belong to? And I thought about that. Can I say this morning when a person gets saved... Uh, they are born into the family of God. That's what he talks about in John chapter number 3. It says, Marvel not uh, that I say unto thee, you must be born again. And what a wonderful day, preacher, when I got saved. What a wonderful day when I got born into the family of God. Uh, listen, I was born to my mom and daddy in 1972, the 15th day of March. And, and I thank God for that. But thank God I got born again in 1981. And I rejoice for that. And, and been saved ever since. And so realize that thank God when a person gets saved, uh, they are born into the family of God. And just like when we were born into the physical family. No longer that the- that we that are saved belong to the devil. And I rejoice in that. Listen, Mm -hmm. uh, listen, I was was doing the devil's work for many years. Not as long as a lot of people have, but I I was just as lost as that person uh, that had been serving him for 50 or 60 years. But thank God. But I don't belong to the devil no longer. Uh, But now our name is written in heaven and we belong to the Lord. And we must understand that. Every single day that we go out of here and when you go to our separate places where we live our workplaces or wherever we may be during our day, we must realize who we belong to. Because there are people watching us and they're seeing the way we act and react and the things that we do. And listen, we understand, who do we represent? Uh, we're Christians. We're Christ-like. And when people see us, they ought to see Christ that lives within us. Amen. And somebody said this, and how true it is. Uh, we are the only Bible that many people will ever read. Yeah, they'll right. never take this King James Bible and they won't open the pages uh, of the Bible, but they'll read you every single day. Yeah. And they'll see how you react. And they'll see the way the way you handle yourself on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and when I was lost without God, there ain't no telling how I was. To react They ain't no telling what I say. I tell you one thing I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say no bad word. You say why? Because my grandma beat the devil out of me. Amen. <laughs> and I talked to her on the way when I come here this morning. And at 87, thank God she still knows how to straighten us out. Amen. Yeah. Uh, and I and I thank God for that. Uh, but I'm saved now. Listen, I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price, yeah. and I ought to glorify God in my body that, that, that belongs to Him. But here's the problem that we find in our society today, preacher. So many Christians take this relationship with God so lightly, yes, yes. so lightly. Even in the day to day, oh, preacher, I can do that. Preacher, I I can handle that sin. I I can do. I can dabble in this a little bit. Uh, but listen, understand it. Who you belong to. And listen, understanding who we're going to give an account to for the things that we've done. Uh, listen, after uh, we were saved. But God does not count it likely. We may count it likely. Uh, but God, and we've got to understand this. But God does not count it likely. Listen, we that were saved must realize that being in the family of God. Now notice this. Our acts and our deeds are accountable to the preacher. No, to God. Amen. To God, for He holds us accountable of the things that we do, and, and I thank God for that. I, I thought about I thought about a verse over here, and, and I'll read it. I thought about a verse in Romans, and you can read the whole chapter six of Romans, and it talks a lot about uh, sin and things like that. But I thought about a verse, uh, Romans six, and verse number eighteen, where the Bible said, "Being then made free from sin, ye became the servant of righteousness." And I thought about the footnote on that. It said this. It said, free from sin. The Christian is not free from the presence of sin. For as long as we live on the earth, the old sinful nature is still within each of us. So it itself, whenever the believer ceases for one moment to yield his will to Christ. Ain't that right? And that's where we are. That's where every single one of us find ourselves. When we realize that we ought to do what we didn't do. Or we done this and, and we sin against God. The believer is free. However, from the bondage to sin, free to do God's will. The Christian, the Christian can know what it is to walk in the victory over sin by realizing and counting on the fact that what God says is true. Verse number 11. Yielding to Him constantly by giving His or Her hands, our feet, our eyes, our ears, our mind, our voice, and everything else else as tools for God to use in our life. And I wonder if we can think about just this last week, preacher, did we allow God to use every member of our body? For His glory, did we walk in the places that we ought to walk? Did we see the things we ought to see? Did we listen to the things that we ought to listen to, or oh, do we allow the things of this world uh, to take uh, 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 to take over and, and and go in a different direction and, and say, "Oh, uh, that'll be okay. Uh, uh, that'll be all right. Uh, uh, there that, that won't be no problem with me uh, partaking of this or partaking of that." But listen, friend, God knows. And God sees, and God knows exactly where we ought to be. We may take it as light. We may say, oh, it's all right. Things that, and it's amazing how that works. Things that used to bother us don't seem to bother us as much today as it should bother us. And we found that wherever we go. And so we know that. I thought about a verse over there in in the book of James, real quickly. In James, and I read it, uh, chapter 4, verse 17 the Bible says, therefore, and I, and, I, and I quote this verse a whole lot. It says, therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, and notice that, to him it is sin. Yeah. I've sinned against who the preacher knows. I've sinned against who the deacons know. I've sinned against God. When I know that there's things I ought to do, and I do not do them, I've sinned against the holy God. And God, listen, is, is it right to pray? Sure it <laughs> is. And when we do not pray, who we sin against? God. Right. Is it right to read your Bible like the brother was teaching in Sunday school and so on the slangs in Ezekiel and Genesis and Revelation and to try to bring all this stuff together in a study that we can uh, know and understand the Word of God. Is it right to open that Bible? Is it right to study? Sure it is. And when we do not do it, we sin against who? The preacher? No, we sin against God. Amen. And we know that because we know we ought to do right. Yeah. And we, ought, we know we ought to do what's right. And when we do not do it, we sin against an almighty God. And so for just a few minutes this morning, I want to preach on this subject with the help of the Spirit and the Holy Ghost of God. I want to preach on what sin does to a Christian. You're saved by the grace of God. You love God. But sometimes we allow sin to creep in our lives and get us out of whack with God. And there's some things that sin does uh, to a Christian. And I'll give you a few things this morning and then we'll go back to the house. Number one, notice this, and it's simple. Sin, number one, separates us from the fellowship of God. It separates us from the fellowship of God. I did not say sonship. I said it separates us from the fellowship of God. So a lot of prisoners tell me, he said, Preacher, we've been saved 47 times. And, uh, and we're trying to get saved again. I said, listen, it's amazing to me And you've been saved that many times when God only, it only took one time to save me. And I've been saved, I got saved in 91, and I've been saved ever since God saved me there that day. I have been saved by the grace of God. I don't have to worry about sonship. Sonship got settled the day I got born again in the family of God, and that's been settled. And I rejoice in that. But what I have to deal with and what you have to deal with is fellowship, Mm -hmm. not sonship. Yeah. Sonship. Just like my mama and my daddy. My mama's past, passed, but my daddy is still living. Uh, but my mom and daddy will always be my mom and daddy because in, my, in the 15th day of March at a certain time, I was birthed into this world and thank God sonship got settled there that day. And I am my mama's son and I am my daddy's son and i always be my mama's son and i always be my daddy's son and i rejoice in that. And when I got saved in 1981... Sonship got settled that day. But what I have to deal with every day is this thing called fellowship. And when I know to do good and I don't do it, I've sinned. And I have to ask forgiveness from the Lord. And I rejoice in that. I always be my people's, my my parents' son. Isaiah 59, verse number two, the Bible said this. He said, "But but your iniquities or your sins have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid His face from you that He will not hear. What happens when we do wrong? What happens when we sin? And and, and, and realize we all sin. We've all come short of the glory of God. Uh, listen, uh, and, and every single one of us, there's not some that don't, some that not Every one of us, we sin. in the things that we do, in the things that have, we handle ourselves, or something that we share, or something that... that and In many cases, brother, something that we don't do. That we don't do when we sin. And we didn't even do it because we didn't do it when we ought to do it. First thing sin does in a Christian life is separate us from the fellowship of God. God is holy. And will not look upon sin, therefore, because of our sin, God has turned His face away. And we realize, you say, well, Brother Harrison, why not get, not get my prayers answered like I ought to? Well... They may be sin somewhere there. There may be something there that has blocked the fellowship struggle between you and God. Yeah. And you sever the fellowship and you're not in fellowship like you once was. Is it God's fault? No, it ain't God's fault. If there's any fellowship being broken, I'm telling you 100% it's our fault. Yeah. It's what we've done. It's what we've not done. It's, what, it's the way we've acted. It's the way of what we've done in our life. And a lot of the times that's what happens many times. And my friend, Fellowship is what we have to deal with. And when we are saved by the grace of God and we allow sin to come into our life, listen, we lose that fellowship, but thank God sunset was settled and I rejoice in that, but thank God for the wonderful fellowship that we can have with our Savior. What a wonderful time that we can can get on our knees before God and we can pray and seek the face of God and have that wonderful fellowship with our Savior. Number one, fellowship. We lose our fellowship with the Lord when there's sin in our life. Number two, notice this. Sin will destroy the joy of your salvation. exactly right. Sin will destroy the joy. You ever see somebody, that, I mean, listen, they was excited. They had joy in their heart. And then the next time they saw it, listen, they weren't excited. They didn't have the joy like they once had. What happened? They lost their joy. Yeah. They, 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 listen, and let me say this. I didn't say you'll lose your salvation. I didn't say you, 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 your salvation would be destroyed. I said the joy of the salvation would be destroyed and if we don't get sin right in our lives. I thought about what Psalm, the, 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 the David said in Psalms 51 12. He said, Restore, restore to me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Did you know in that verse the word restore implies that it is something that King David once had and needed to recover. He had it and he just needed to recover that. Yeah. To restore can mean to bring back into a normal or a former condition. I didn't say a man loses salvation. I don't believe that. I don't believe that one second. I believe a man loses his fellowship. Yes. I believe a man loses the joy, joy of salvation. Amen. He's not had that joy in his heart, that peace that passes him on. He don't have that skip in his step, that song in his heart. Now, listen, because there's something not right. There's something that's wrong. There's something that ought not be there. That is that, that, there, but it ought not be there. They, they didn't get that thing right with God. And when they get that thing right with God, it's amazing how God Almighty will restore yes. and man that joy of salvation. Yes. What a blessing that God can do that. You know, it's it's funny to me that the devil knows how to take it away. But the devil don't know how to give it back because he knows no joy. But aren't you glad that we have a God in heaven that knows that and he knows how to give us back that joy? When we'll come to the old-fashioned altar, can I say, thank God for the altar? Thank God yes. for the church altars that we can come and we can bore bear our hearts and our soul on the altar and ask the God of heaven, God, I've come before thee. And God, you know my heart and you know my condition and you know where I stand with thee. And God, I come as a broken man or a broken woman and I'm asking God that, that I can have the joy of my salvation yes. back you and it's amazing how when a man does or a woman does that and they get up how God can restore that joy yes, sir. of salvation. It's a blessing to see that and I rejoice about that. Listen, praise the Lord for that. David doesn't ask God to restore his salvation. He hasn't lost it and therefore he didn't need it restored but he, he asked him for joy. He asked him to restore the joy of his salvation. Can I say this morning, sin will cause us to lose the joy of going to church. Do you know people listen? They used to go to church. They used to love to go to church. And all of a sudden, Preacher, sin crept into that home. Or sin crept into that family. Or sin crept into that
1: individual.
0: And now they don't go to church because they lost the joy of coming to the house of God. One of the greatest things that every one of us this morning ought to have a joy to come to the house of God. It's a joy to be able to climb the mountain this morning. It was a joy to be able to come to Will Sparrow and get on, on 421 and climb the mountain up to the Boone area and come to the main street and come on this side and come up across the line into the great state of Tennessee. It's a joy to be able to do that. But I feel there's a lot of people that are still laying in the bed this morning they lost the joy. Yeah. They're still something. But they lost the joy of going to church. Yeah. They lost the joy of serving God. Yeah. And my friend, what our prayer is God, never Never let me lose the joy of coming to the house of God. God, I pray God against that. Lord, if there be anything in my heart, if there be anything in my life that will cause me that, God, I'm asking and I confess and I'm asking God to forgive me that I can get right with thee, that I'll love to come to the house of God. That's like if you got children. i got three boys. The the, the middle boys' anniversaries today, one year. Ain't that a blessing? But when any one of my three boys, the biggest one, the, the youngest one's still at home. Sometime. Between working and dating the girlfriend on the weekends and going to church on Sunday, he's home sometime, Richard. Yeah. But you let one of those three boys have sin in their life, and I very seldom ever get a call. They very seldom ever come to see me. Because why? Because they let sin creep in. And they know dad won't be pleased with that. And I usually can tell, brother, something ain't right. If one of them ain't going to church right, I usually can tell it's wrong. Because they know daddy and mama, every Sunday, they say how was church, how things were going. And and when they're corresponding back and forth, that means they went and things are going good don't get no answer I means something they write to them because they know dad is concerned about that and when we not write with the Lord folks don't want to come to the house Because they don't want to hear what the preacher has to say. They don't want to hear about their condition spiritually. And they don't want to get that right. And therefore, they won't even come to the house of God. Friend, listen, thank God for the house of God that we can come and get that joy of our salvation restored from an old old fashioned altar. Amen for that. I don't know about you, but I like that. Yes, sir. Sin calls a person to lose the joy of the uh, uh, <clears throat> going to church number two lose the joy of testifying
1: that's right
0: ever seen somebody praise God when the preacher said testify oh they about tear the pew down trying to stand up <laughs> I like it
1: amen yes sir
0: when sin comes in you couldn't pry them up with a jack they will not get a ain't got something up to say why they lost the joy lost the joy testifying Lost the joy about bragging on the Lord. Lost the joy about telling how good God is Amen. and what God has done and how God has answered the prayer. He answered the prayer because what? Because sin has come in and therefore God ain't answered the prayer and they're not where they need to be with God. And only if they'll come and ask God to help them, he'll do that and restore that joy. <clears throat> they'll lose that joy going to church. Lose the joy testifying or lose the joy of seeing souls saved. I'm going to tell you something, my friend. When you start losing the joy of seeing souls saved, you're in bad condition. That's right. Bless my heart more than anything in the world. And souls come around and won't know how to be saved. Thank God, let me tell you something. I can't save one of them. I hate
1: Amen.
0: Brother Halsey can't save one of them. Right. Thank God I can take my Bible. <laughs> I can show them who the one that can say and change their life and change their direction. Yeah. Thank God for that. And I've seen it happen <clears throat> time and time again. Yeah. And when you reach uh, this state of losing your joy to go to the house of God or losing your joy to testify or losing your joy to sin so saved, when you get to that state, you'll find fault and begin finding fault in everything and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how that works. Oh, I ain't going down Church, that preacher talks to preach too loud. Oh, I ain't going down that church no more. He preaches too long. Yeah. Boy, it's amazing how the excuses start coming mm-hmm. when you're not right with God. For when a man's right or a woman's right, God, praise God, they say, preacher, preach on.
1: Yeah.
0: Huff sing sing on. We like it. Uh, we don't care how long it is. Praise God. If God's in it, we're in it. If God's for it, we're for it. Amen. Amen. And we're not not—we're excited. Thank God. Listen, friend. The chicken will still be there. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and I guarantee you, they can fry up some more. If they ain't enough of we to get there. Don't have to worry about that. We come to church. We come worship. Amen. We come to praise God. Amen. We come to get out of the mic and the merit the, the, the misery of this world and come into the safe harbor place to come to get some relief and get some exi- get some encouragement in the things of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I like it. Yeah. Sin comes in, we lose that fellowship. Sin comes in, we lose that joy. Yeah. Number three, sin will bring the chase in the hand of God. And that's where a lot of times people forget about that part of it. Mm -hmm. Can I say, my friend, there's a God in heaven, and he knows how to chasten his children. He knows how to correct his children. He knows how to get us back on the right path, if you say. And I say that this morning. Hebrews 12 and 6 for whom the Lord loveth, he what? He chasteneth. And scourgeth every son who he receiveth. In Galatians 6 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth and notice, that shall he also reap. Amen. And when we are saved or disobedient, and unwilling to confess our sins and get things right with God, our Father is forced to chasten us, Hebrews, Amen. and scourge scourge of us what the Bible said in Hebrews. You say, Well, Brother Helson, what's that mean? What's, the, what's that word mean? Chasing. What's that word mean, scourge. Let me just give you in <clears throat> country term. It means to correct. It means to straighten out. Or it means to whip. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Or whoop. Yeah. Huh? Praise God. Don't tell me grandma don't know how to whoop. Mm-hmm. Cause grandma whooped me more than one time. And Grandma still can whoop me if she desires to. And probably I do probably need a whooping every once in a while. And, and that's what God said. God said, when you get out here and you start doing your own thing, going your own way, He said, I'm going to chasten you or I'm going to correct you. And I'm going to tell you something, thank God for that. Yeah. Because those that they chasten or thank God, oh, that it correct belongs to Him. Amen. I don't come up here to chasten chase your children. It ain't my job to come up here to whip your youngins. Amen? That ain't my job. I I got my own job. Amen? I don't have time. And my job ain't to whip nobody's youngins. But they're your youngins. And just like I'm God's youngin, and God knows exactly how to correct me when I do wrong. Brother Allison, you do wrong? Only if you knew. Amen. I have to be corrected. I have to be disciplined. God has to uh, chasten me and scourge me, and, and, I, and I thank God that He does that, and I rejoice in that. Listen, and this it may come in, in in many different ways. It may come in sickness. Not every person that sick uh, it is it is 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 wrong with God or has sin. do I'm not saying that. Some people think if you're sick, you're sin. That, that ain't right. That ain't right. But sometimes it does come in that form and fashion. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may come in disappointments. Sometimes it may come in financial losses. Mm -hmm. And I find that many times when a person won't pay their tithes and to the the church, God, let me say this: God will give it one way or the other. It can be a, a, a it can be a tire. It can be a transmission. Yeah. It can be a doctor's visit, it, it can, whatever it is. But I'm tell you, something. God, we're going to get it one way or another.
1: Right.
0: And it probably be a whole lot better than to be a cheerful giver and give it unto the Lord <laughs> and rejoice in it. So then you don't have to be stranded on the side of the highway somewhere trying to figure out where in the world is the spare tire. Amen. Yeah. And then get it on the car and it's flat. Somebody say, "Hallelujah." Exactly. <laughs>
1: Huh?
0: Had a friend of mine one time, an older friend, <clears throat> he told me one time, he said, preacher, he said I was out, me and my wife. He said it was pouring the rain. Dark, pour in the rain, raining cats and dogs. He said, and my tire went flat on the car. And he said I got and changed the tire. He said I got back in and, and we started going and I realized. Change changed the wrong time. <laughs> like some would be right there. Man. <laughs> and, and sometimes that's the way. That's the way it comes. Uh, but rest assured, if we're his, he will correct us. And we know that. And let me say this before quickly uh, sometimes she sin coming in our life. Sometimes sin causes God to take away the precious things in our life. Let me say it like this. Some things that I consider precious, you may not consider too precious. Some things that I like, you may not like. It's not wrong. You may not count it as precious. But somebody else may count it as precious. I thought about that, and I thought about an example of that from scriptures. And I had to go over to the book of John. <clears throat> In John, the chapter before, y'all remember the story. you told me, y'all want to go down to Nineveh? He didn't want to go. Down, 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 down. Mm-hmm. Down to the well, the bell of the well, all that. Finally, Jonah decided to go. He didn't want to go then, but he decided to go, so he went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he still wasn't happy about it. Mm-hmm. But in chapter, chapter 4, verse number 6, the Bible said this. The Bible said God prepared a and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him <coughs> from his grief. And notice what the Bible said. And so Jonah was exceedingly glad of the gourd. Mm-hmm. He didn't say he was exceedingly glad for them people and repenting and turning to God. He didn't like that one bit. But he was exceedingly glad for the gourd. Yeah. To him, he was precious. Mm-hmm. In the very next verse of Scripture, in verse number 7, the Bible said this, But God prepared a worm, and when the morning rose the next day, it smote the gourd, and it withered." God took what was precious from Jonah. And I wonder why, because he would not listen. He would not listen to what God was trying to tell him and he did not do at all and it it didn't excite him about what God had done and even if you notice preacher in the last part of that chapter in verse 4 when the last part in the last verses after that you hear nothing else about Jonah I wonder if Jonah had obeyed God and listened to God and rejoiced in what God was doing Would God not have used him in the days to come? But Jonah didn't want to have anything to do with that. I'm saying the precious things. Jonah's sin was that he loved the gourd more than he loved the souls of the Nineveh. I think about this also. I'm reminded of the sin of David. We know what David done and his sin. And I'm reminded in 2 Samuel chapter uh, chapter 12, verse 13 and 14, where the Bible said, And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Yeah. And Nathan said unto David, The, the, the Lord have put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Verse 14, notice what he said, talking about taking away the precious things. Verse 14, how be it? Because by this deed thou hast given great uh, occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. Mm -hmm. I wonder sometimes because we won't get right with God because we won't do what God tells us to do because we won't listen Sometimes God may take away some things that are precious to us. I don't know about you. That worries me. That, that puts a fear in my life. Uh, I don't want something that I do that cause something on my family because I won't do right, because I won't listen, because I won't serve, because I won't go that extra mile and do what God has told me to do. I, 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 I it, 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 it Fear, put a fear into me that I don't want to get to that point. And sometime God will take what is precious to us to bring us back into the fellowship of the Lord. Then let me say this number five. What sin does to a Christian, man don't get right with God, man will continue on in his sin. He's saved, but he continues on in the sins of this world. I believe sin can bring a premature death upon the person. Yeah. I don't know, but I simply feel that there's a many grave sites today that are there because the person that's there would not listen, would not turn, would not repent and ask God for forgiveness for the things that they were doing and therefore God had put them in a premature There was a premature death. First Corinthians 5, 5 said this, to deliver such a one Unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh yeah. mm-hmm. that the Spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. When God is patient, when God's patience is exhausted, a person is determined not to mind the Lord. A person re- refuses to repent after being chastened by the Lord. And that person continues on in the sin and bringing the name of Christ under uh, uh, reproach and the things like that, then God will sign their death warrant and they will feel a premature grave because they simply will not listen. Yeah. <coughs> God's not going to let a man just continue on out here and continue bringing his name and, and stopping on his name and, and listen and bringing the reproach listen God I'm not, not going to do that for you listen if you belong to him he belong, listen he's going to correct you and, 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 and try everything he can to get you back where you need to be in that fellowship you say preacher you believe that yes I believe you may not believe that Hey, and I may be some you don't but I'm telling you something I believe that with all my heart I believe that and there are folks today that have continued on and on and on and God said okay that's it yeah. that's it But I'll say this in closing this morning but there's a solution yes, sir. there's a solution in the scripture to sin in a Christian's life. And it's found in that wonderful passage of 1 John, chapter number 1 and verse number 9. I have quoted that verse more more times than I can ever count. In prisons, I have quoted that verse more times than I can ever imagine in that one verse. But can I say, my friend, that is the solution. That is what gets us back right with God. That is what helps us to get our fellowship back right with the Lord. And 1 John 1 If we who are saved if we saved confess our sins He who the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That verse nor the text has anything to do with salvation?
1: Yeah.
0: But that verse and that text has everything to do with our fellowship with the Lord. Amen. Preacher, I'm not walking where I ought to be. Preacher, I have allowed things to come into my life that nobody else knows about. And preacher, but I know that they're wrong. Preacher, what do I need to do? First John one nine. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He'll restore that fellowship. He'll restore the joy of our salvation. Amen. Thank God we'll have that love for the house of God. We'll have that love for testifying. We'll have that love the sin soul saved. We'll have that skip back in our step. Amen. We'll have that joy. Thank God Amen. we'll have the glow of the Lord around us and that people see us. They'll see Christ. Amen. That lives within us. Yeah. But what we have to do is have to confess that. Amen. Yeah. And whatever it may be, God can and will forgive us. Yeah. If we'll ask Him. Yeah. You have not because you asked not. And how many times have I had to come to God and say, Lord, here I am again. And God, I've come and I'm confessing whatever I've done. And can I say that word confessing? is you saying what it is. You say, wait a minute, brother Elson. No, we'd already said this morning that he's the God of all things, and he's the God, he's the God of all knowing, and there's nothing that he don't know. He knows everything. You exactly right. He does know everything. But I wonder, brother, does he not put that there so he could that we'll realize what we have done? Yeah. Not that God don't know it. God knows it, but he yeah. wants to make sure that you know it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He wants to make sure. That you realized what you've done was wrong, and it was sin. When them boys come to me, preaching, it's like like oh, your little girl, yeah. and when they walk up to me, you can usually tell when there's mischief going on because they don't want to look at you. <laughs> yeah, I said, son, I'm right here. I said, I know, dad, <laughs> I know. Son, you got something. To- uh, if you can get them to look you right in the face, eyeball to eyeball, and tell me what's going on. And preaching, I know it's hard to do. I'll be there. But when you do it, there's that feeling that the, 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 the burdens and the weights rolls off. Yeah. Thank God you can continue on. Amen. Amen. I'm just saying this morning that preacher, we all have to deal with this thing of sin. I'll go home in a few minutes and I'll go down the mountain. And a car may pull over in front of me. (laughs) Praise God. Somebody said, you want a horn (laughs) cussing? I drive all the time. I just let off the gas. And I let my car kind of get way away from the situation and let them go. At one time, I used to want to keep up with them.
1: I don't know what I was going to do when I called them, but I want to at least keep up with them.
0: But you know what God had to show me and teach me That ain't right. Mm -hmm. Let them go on. Let them go on. If they want to run that fast, let them go on. And two or three miles down the road, the blue light special's on. God in my heart. (laughs) But when we do, we can ask God to help us. And I feel like it's like this, brother. I feel like it's every day. I feel like it's every day. I don't feel like I know it is. Every day. Yeah. We have to come and say Lord. Here I am again. Forgive Father, this morning we're grateful for the day and your blessings, you, Lord Jesus. Father, as the pastor comes this morning and gives the invitation as he sees fit, I'm asking God help me this morning. I'm not talking just to everybody here. I'm talking to myself and my family. Lord, help us to realize that it's easy to allow sin to come in. And we lose that fellowship, lose that joy. God help us this morning. If there be one here this morning that needs to come, Lord, I'm asking, help us. Yeah. I'm coming to the altar because I need God, you to help me in the days in Christ's need, Jesus, preacher, you come. Let's all stand, with your
1: heads You know, I'm glad God put an old fashioned altar yes. here at the church house. And he didn't just set it up to be looked at, he set it up to use. You. So, maybe you're here this morning and you say, Preacher, I've got sin in my heart, i got sin in my life. This morning, I need to get it out. But God knows you might fool me, yes. you're not fooling Deacon, yes. you yes. might fool everybody else, but you're not fooling God. Yes. But this morning, why don't you walk out with joy in In your heart, in your life. Because you can come to an altar and get forgiveness. And you can be like David. There in Psalm 51, he got his joy restored. And I never saw David messing up again after that. Hey, why don't you come this morning say, God, I need to confess some things. I need some things to get right with you. Why don't you come? Why don't you use the altar this morning? It's open. It's here. You don't walk out with joy. It's mm-hmm. nobody's fault but your own. Nobody's fault but yours. Why don't you come? Would you come? <clears throat> I need to get some things right. Would you come? Anybody need to move. You can buy anywhere. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, was kind of gracious, Lord, Father. Yes. I want to thank you God so much. I blessings in my life. God, I'm glad when I mess up.